Hi, you're listening to the Authorised Podcast. Thank you so much for giving us a listen. The following episode with James Ricard was a great one to record, but we were littered with technical issues throughout. So I apologise for any audio issues. But thank you so much for giving us a listen anyways. I really appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at VictorSmith197 and at Facebook under the Authorised Podcast. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy. Thank you so, you so much, much for jumping in. in. With, With me, me is fantastic, fantastic Rebecca, Rebecca Delaney. Delaney. I'm fully, fully aware, aware I'm moving my hands. hands I don't mean to. James, James would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, my name is James Rickard. I live in West Virginia, and I'm real pleased to be here Absolutely. today. It's great to have you. Okay, okay let's, let's jump straight in. Uh, uh, the first thing I have to ask is, what is black powder shooting? I have to ask that before we do anything else. Oh, okay. Uh, black powder. It's it's um the original one of the original forms of gunpowder that was used uh, back in colonial days. It's basically a mixture of uh, uh let me see a uh, saltpeter uh, and sulfur. Okay. Okay. I, how I, how do you... and it was used uh, before they had. A... No, oh, no I'm I was sorry, say, go ahead. How how do you get, get into, into something, something like that? Like that? Um, well, it was popular during the American Civil War, and even prior to that, it was, it's popular in the in the Revolutionary War also. But uh, since I live in West Virginia, I live in a town that has a a rich history in the um, Civil War. And as a kid, I I got a kind of got into the Civil War aspect and um, started using their uh, the uh, firearms from that era and whatnot. And um, one thing just led to another. It's, it's, um, um, it's, it's bizarre, bizarre obviously, obviously, coming, coming from, where from where we are, are we don't really have that sort of thing. Um, um, all right, so tell, tell us tell us about your book. book. What's, let's, 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 I'm fascinated, fascinated to hear about, about, about this. Okay, I, my current uh, book is called The Windmill Portal. It's about uh, UFOs and UFO abductions, um, and it's basically a tale of fiction, but like almost everything I write, it's rooted in fiction. And so it ties in with uh, one of the first UFO sightings in the United States, uh, dated back to 1897 in Aurora, Texas. At that time, a, uh, a what they just referred to as a flying craft uh, crashed into a windmill in that town, and hence the title, The Windmill Portal. Um, what I... I took a lot of liberty with that story, and I made. Uh, I decided, well, instead of uh, traveling miles and miles, millions of miles throughout our space, they use a portal to uh, go from their planet to our planet. And on this end of the portal, it um, um, opens or comes out right in front of the uh, the windmill, and that's how they crash into the windmill. And then um, the uh, the main character of the story, uh, Charlie Hobbs, uh, it's we jump to uh, not around 1928, and he's he's um, on his uh, honeymoon, um, and he has a UFO sighting, and um, it ties back into the 1897 sighting. Then, oh wow! So, so th- these are all, and then yeah, yeah these, these are, are all like, like real experiences. experiences then is that, that is that where we're where we're at with these? Uh, well, and 
the the one in uh, in Aurora, Texas, is a real thing. And then the setting that Charlie Hobbs makes, I just totally made that one up. Oh, okay. And, and uh, uh, do you have any? Is, is this something that you've experienced yourself as well? Well, yes, I have. Uh, now, I won't go as, so far as to try and make up some kind of story about alien abductions, but um, I do have a couple of UFO experiences. I've been to UFOs almost my entire life, and um, the very first thing I uh, I experienced as far as UFOs uh, was through the eyes of a kid. So maybe it's not really a UFO sighting, but I saw a rectangular craft crossing the moon. And uh, the, the reason it really messed up my head is because there's a light on each of the four corners. So I was saying, what the heck is it? I watched, watched, I watched, but I have no clue what it was. And um, so, I, you know, I, I've looked into UFOs, so I, I kind of know what is to, to look at and what not, because I see things and say, well, yeah, but that's just an airplane. <clears throat> or uh, maybe, you know, if it's at night, I say, well, it's probably just a jet going over or maybe a satellite. Um, so I don't get real excited, but I did see one a couple of years ago that really freaked me out. It I saw uh, what I thought was a balloon, and I didn't pay a lot of attention. And so I, when I started looking, I said, you know, it's not a balloon because it's it looks like it's at the same altitude as the clouds. The clouds are way up there. And anyway, and it was white. Uh, but anyway, whatever this object was, was went through the clouds at about a 45-degree angle. And then it shot out super fast at a 45-degree angle also. But then it just stopped. And it, it, without turning or anything, it went right back into the clouds. I said, whoa, that's kind of neat. And then it got really weird because it just started coming out straight up out of the cloud, really, really slow. Like it was kind of almost drifting, like a balloon should or would. So I said, now what the heck is this? But then all of a sudden, it, as it just went up, 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 it totally disappeared. Kind of like um, a UFO would turn on its cloaking mechanism or something like that. And I thought that was kind of weird. And I watched and watched, but I never did see it reappear. But the thing that really messes me up, and I, I see this one in West, down here in West Virginia, but it, it kind of messed me up because, um, you know, I saw this thing. It was really fantastic to see, but I never heard a darn thing about it on the news or anything like that. But then again, I'm not always surprised because um, I did uh, some research one one time into UFO sightings around here, but uh, they they go pretty well unnoticed or unmentioned to the press. Um, now, one thing that um, is is fairly common as far as UFOs is a, a kind of a, a delta or a wood-shaped device flying through the air. Um, that was spotted uh, not, oh, I don't know, probably about four or five years ago. It was, uh, I, I found it online. And, I, you know, it's, it's near where my brother-in-law works. I said something to him about it. I said, hey, do you guys see this or hear anything about it? He goes, what the heck are you talking about? But the thing of it is, it's like 
I don't want to alarm anybody about uh, wedge shape or delta shape UFOs because really, in my own opinion, which is, you know, kind of an amateurish, but I know what I'm talking about. I don't get real excited about UFO, uh, UFOs that are wedge shaped or, or wing shaped, boomerang shaped because um, I'm, I think it was back in the 80s or maybe early 90s, I read a thing, and I believe it was Scientific American, but I, I, all I know is I read it. And they said that one of the up-and-coming um, aircraft designs was trying to develop a wedge-shaped or delta-shaped uh, um, airplane. So maybe I figure, well, if you see a wedge-shape, Maybe the Air Force is trying out a new shape, and often you see these things at night anyway, so that kind of adds to the, uh, this, the uh, top secret idea of it that they're trying to, you know, make it so nobody knows about it. And it also has, uh, also they're trying to develop a, um, a cloaking mechanism. So I'm saying, well, maybe that's why the balloon disappeared. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's all just weird. I, I, yeah, I've, I've been to UFO since probably, oh gosh, I don't know exactly when this was. It was sometime in the uh, early to mid-60s because um, the Barney and Betty Hill episode was fairly popular at that time. And that was one of the uh, first alien abduction stories ever recorded uh what it was um barney and betty hill i i forget the ex exact ins and outs of the story but they were coming back from someplace i don't know and driving it in their car and they saw an object and they got and barney got out of the car to look at it and um Basically, they were abducted by the UFOs, allegedly abducted, and uh, had a series of, of, um, of experiments conducted on them. And then they were put back in, into the, uh, the area, they got back in their car, and went home. The only thing of it is, when they looked at their watch, they it only lost just a little bit of time, whereas... It was hours and hours that uh, this thing took place, but they didn't know what was going on. And so they went through a, a long period of um, hypnosis. Um, they, I believe they made a, a movie out of it. Uh, I don't know what it was called. It had uh, see uh, James Earl Jones and um, let's see. I forget uh, who played his wife. Uh, but anyway, they made a movie out of it. And also, it was serialized. And this is the way I picked it up. It was serialized in a magazine here in the States. I forget it was if it was Life Magazine or Look Magazine. But that's the what UFO got me into it. I've been to UFOs ever since. The UFO Instance, the movie I, with I, Betty, Betty Hill. Hill. Uh, Betty uh, Hill, Hill, Estelle Parsons. Yes. Yeah. 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 I... Estelle Parsons, thank you very much. I can see your face, but I couldn't think of the name. <laughs> I need okay. to, uh, I'll put that on my list because this is what I was thinking about. Have, have you seen, seen a film called The Fourth, Fourth Kind? kind? The, uh, no, I haven't. I write they, that right they, they use hypnosis in that, and it's supposedly based on a true story in Nome, Alaska, and they, they use hypnosis all the way through that, and uh, people keep describing uh, like an owl. Everyone, Everyone, they, 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 they wake, wake up, up in the middle of the night and they see an owl. And then, and then when she puts someone under the hypnosis, hypnosis, he says, no, that's, no, that's not, not an owl. owl. 
and then, and then it, just, it just it completely freaks, freaks out, out but that's, that's where my mind, my mind was going, going. It's, absolutely it's absolutely fantastic, fantastic. But, but do you, you when, when, when there's something happens like that do you, do you see it in the media, media? Like, if you, you see something, something do you, you hear, hear about, about it from other people, people? Is, that is that common well i tell you what i've only seen ufos around here and i don't hear a lot about it now you I've read things about big settings and whatnot, uh, where people call it Air Force and all that kind of stuff. I've never experienced anything like that at all. And, I, you know, like I said, my thing with the balloon was kind of legitimate and all that kind of thing. But I didn't hear a darn thing about it. So I haven't personally. What, what, why do you think that? Happen, I know that. Yeah, yeah it, it seems, seems so, so much, much common, common in, in one, one area. area. Like, like, then. then I, yes, I, it's true. Is, is there is a reason, reason for that that, that we don't, don't hear about? Because we, we, we don't hear anything hear over here. here. Like yeah, we don't. Like maybe it's maybe light pollution, pollution, or what? Or I just I wonder, I wonder why, why it's, it's so, so common, common in one area, area and not in the, not other. In the other. I I have vague thoughts about that. I don't know if it's a reason or not. It's because I think it's sometimes because. Um, these alien encounters, if you believe, first of all, you, you got to look at it this way. You got to believe that the, the, the in UFOs, and you also got to believe that they're uh, piloted by an intelligent being. If if you can swallow that, here's my here's my idea. It's it's like they they know not to come in heavily populated areas, so they don't. You know, they're not. You don't hear a lot about them, and if they are in populated areas, it's a mistake. It's maybe like uh, their guidance system is off, you know, maybe, you know, or something like that. Maybe they pot had too much to drink, something like that. Who knows? And, and what do you think they're doing? Like, if it, 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 are they just are observing, they just observing us? us? Is that, is that... – because, I mean, because, I mean – Yes, really I hot. think they're hot. just basically observing us. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to no, say, because, because as a species, species don't get me wrong, I, I absolutely, I absolutely love, people, love people, and I love – <laughs> I love like I love, meeting like, new people. I love talking to people. people. I love, I love like I've got like, little nieces. Got little nieces. That They're just like the easiest little balls of joy in the world. They're absolutely insane. But as a species, we've been sure. known to have, to have such self-destructive tendencies, tendencies that, that I can't I imagine can't why a, a, species a species of higher power or higher being would want to would want to even observe us. Really, but I suppose absolutely. I agree 100%, Harry. Um, I think, the, you know, first of all, if an, the, an alien species, if, if they can go from who knows where to here in just a matter of days or something, if they've got that kind of technology, if they want to wipe us out, they already would have. So I think basically they're just here to observe us. And... Um, I think they kind of look at us the way we look at uh, perhaps some, um, I don't know, uh, insects, something like that. They kind of look at us and shake their heads in amusement. Um, they, uh, I, I mean, I think they're, they're just so much more advanced than we are. I mean, we're, we're just their entertainment, basically, is what yeah. it is. Do you, do you, do you think there's going to be – uh, what like? Uh, what, oh, this is really difficult. Is really Do you think there's a catalyst? There's, a catalyst, there's something, that, there's we something that we have done, have done because, because there's not. There's not. But, but beyond a hundred years, years, there's not many stories, stories of, of 
aliens or aliens crafts, or, crafts. Or, I might be wrong. or I might be wrong maybe maybe, maybe i just haven't, maybe seen, it. haven't seen it there's something that, there's we've, something done that we've done within the last hundred years that's made us a lot more interesting do you reckon it's the advancement of technology or even war to be fair okay um <laughs> well, I have an, another weird idea on that. It's like the great advancement in technology is, I think, somehow related to the alien technology. Like, if you're familiar with the uh, the crash in Roswell, New Mexico, in 1947, it's like they, they talk about back engineering, and all of a sudden, you know, uh, in, in the last uh, few years, uh, well, not few years, but say like in, in since World War II, we've got, uh, you know, big advances in uh, radar, uh, stealth technology, um, uh, mylar balloons even. It's like, my gosh, mylar. It's like, who would have heard that in 1930, you know? But now we have it. So, um, but, uh, you know, the thing of it is, it's like, as far as is hearing more about it, I I thought about that also. To be honest with you, uh, people, people are going to listen to this and think this guy's really out there. <laughs> but anyway, I have thought about that, and um, it's like the thing of it is, it's like now it's just with that technology that you mentioned, uh, it's just easier to hear about it because. Deep down, I think it's always been there. I mean, you can even look back in um, in uh, see. There's a, a painting from a uh, from Germany in I I think the 1500, and uh, it depicts a uh, might what might be an aerial battle between uh, UFOs. And also, I just saw this uh, last night on television. There is a um, a photograph. From 1870, and that's the earliest known uh, photograph that includes a UFO. You have a UFO going over a uh, a series of mountains. It looks like clouds to me, but it's supposed to be mountains in Maine, in here in the United States. So it's like, I guess they've always been here. I don't know, uh, but like, you, there's even been uh, biblical pictures. If you really look carefully, like maybe in the background or something, it's like you, you see a, a, dis, a disc-shaped object. So I don't know, man. Maybe they've been around forever. The Who knows? Ge uh, German alien painting, alien celestial phenomenon over Nuremberg, 1561. 1561. Is that the yeah, Nuremberg? That the, okay. That's crazy. That's, that's crazy. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. See, it's. See, that's the thing. I'm just, I don't have all the, the details like that because we didn't really plan what we're going to talk about. <laughs> but as you can see, I've, I've kind of, uh, I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> no, that's all right. I've got no, a, right. um, I've got a uh, like, so, uh, I, I, like I, so there's certain things. So I'm saving, things, or, I'm saving or I'm writing down. I'm always taking notes because like, like that, so like the UFO experiment, so like the experiment and stuff like that. The, stuff like that the, then I, afterwards, then I like afterwards, to I like to, to look up things and just keep things, myself just, keep just myself. so I can find out more, so can find more things out basically. More things, basically. It, it, well, that that's really good because uh, it's like I was talking to a guy another time about UFOs and uh, we were kind of joking around stuff and I said, hey man, you know I'm not going to say anything else. People don't think I'm crazy. 
But this guy said, hey, it's okay, man. I'd rather be crazy than ignorant. <laughs> so I said, hey, good lot. I'm going to remember that. So I wrote, I wrote that down to you today, and I can work it in, you know. And now I did. I got to mark that one off. <laughs> No, that's it. No, I just, um, it. I just the whole the whole the thing's whole, fascinating whole to me. It's not something that we we hear stories, and we the most we see is films and documentaries. There's there's no there's no there's nothing here. I've never heard from another person. I've never heard an alien story. For us, I suppose it's probably ghost stories. It's probably the closest thing. Okay, tell you what, I've got a really good UFO story that took place in England. And it wasn't that long ago. I think maybe it was like in the 80s, early 90s, something like that. I, I believe that was a time period. And in Rindlesham Forest, um, there is a, a sign. There's, there's a, an Army base or an Air Force base near there. I forget what it, which one it is. But uh, uh, three guys, I, I believe it was three, were like patrolling the area. And they start seeing these, these crazy lights and stuff and it was a ufo landing in the in the forest and so then they uh you know called back or something and, and got their uh, their camp commander to come out too and he came out with a uh a tape recorder and um he kind of uh, recorded his uh reactions upon finding this craft and you think man it's like three or four guys and their stores are so tight and so together I mean, I don't believe that uh, a bunch of guys can get together and make up a story and and make all the facts check out like that. And, um, you know, um, this one guy, uh, you know, he thought this was so crazy. I mean, you got to figure this was like, you know, maybe 40 years ago, something like that. So these guys were really young then. But I mean, there's there's. I've, so I've, I've seen them since, you know, on, on television and stuff. And so, yeah, they look a little bit older. But, you know, the thing of is, it's like they, they, you know, they were in the military. So if if someone's in the military and they make a claim like that, you, you got to give some validity. Also, what they did, they, they made notes. Like like I said, the camp commander had his tape recorder there. Another guy wrote stuff down. So it's like. They've all got it together, you know, as far as I'm concerned. And like I said, this is in Riddlesham Forest. Um, I believe the uh, the camp name was uh, Bins Water or Bins Water, something like that. When, when you hear a story when, like that, especially, from, like more that, especially than, from more than more than one person, more than one when person, what you have to look out is look out for is the story over the time. Story over time. That's when you can tell That's because stories over time break down and you forget little details. Like you see it. Like you see exactly. It. So, so if the story if, if the story, story remains story consistent, consistent, that's. That's, that's when you that's know when, you, you you know you, you you can understand it you can understand it you know you know yes now that is a th that's a good point right there that story has remained so consistent over time it, uh, that story and the Barney and Betty Hill story have have maintained their consistency throughout the ages you know and you go look at at the Barney and Betty Hill story. I mean, my gosh, man, that's almost sixty years ago. Absolutely, we've got Absolutely. one. Uh, we've got one it was actually uh, there was a film. Was one of the conjurings was the Enfield haunting, and the story from the two little girls in that that broke down so much over time that eventually they just they just admitted it. They just they just said, yeah, no, we lied. We wanted the attention. We wanted the money. And and the money, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. It kind of reminds me of uh, of that photograph that floated around for so long of the Loch Ness monster, and then just a few years ago, uh, some guy meant, yeah, I faked it, but, you know, <laughs> but hey, it worked for, for years and years. But what, and also, um, what, that reminds me of the uh, the uh, story about of the uh, the, the uh, I think I don't know if it, I think they were. I forget if they were British or Scottish guys who made the uh, crop circles with like, it's just a, a, a board that they strapped to their foot and walked around and controlled the board by, by a long length of rope and, and walked down in people's wheat fields and, and mashed down their, their wheat. <laughs> oh, hundred percent. The oh, uh, Bigfoot, the, the famous uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot site and the famous Bigfoot, Bigfoot photograph. photograph. Okay. I forgot about that one. Yeah. They, they, they traced back they the camera. The to the people, to the guy, to the two guys with a history of lying and debt. And I might be wrong on, on some of them details, but they traced it back. And with a tiny bit of online searching, you can you can find them guys who faked that that infamous thing that is now pictures iconic. Everyone knows the picture of the Bigfoot. Yeah. So. So. Yeah, I remember like. I remember years ago, uh, the first introduction I had to Bigfoot was from that photograph. I think it appeared in uh, over here in uh, it was in Reader's Digest, I think. And it, as a kid, my folks subscribed to Reader's Digest, and so there it yeah, was. It's, yeah, it's crazy, it's quite, uh, when, it's crazy when you see stuff when, like that. There's, like there's, that, there are always going to be accounts. Yeah, people, 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 accounts so, you know. Right. Now, people think I'm crazy. I do believe in a lot of stuff, but I'm not real enthused about Bigfoot. And I, I mean, I thought a lot of a, a, a lot about a lot of weird stuff. But I mean, I, I like this is a really small town that I live in. We have a railroad track right through town. Uh, we have a forest on one side of town and we have a river on the other side of town. So you'd think. And oh, oh yeah, I was going to, and I mentioned the uh, the uh, the railroad tracks. The reason is I'm all the time seeing dead deer along the railroad track where the train hits the deer, you know. But you'd think that some somewhere along the way, you know, you'd see a mangled up deer on Main Street or something like that, or at the edge of the wood that Bigfoot has eaten, and you'd see the Bigfoot go down to the river and get a drink of water. But you know, I've lived here my entire, almost my entire life. I've never seen no. that. I, I don't think that. I, I, I personally, that, I, I personally you, you can trace that story you, back you right story to the beginning. Back. You can right beginning. find out every detail about find that. Find out enough to know it's fake. It's a great, great story. Great story. And but at the same time, um, but at the same time, there are some. There are too many accounts of some like aliens. There's so many accounts. So many that you can't. You, you can't, can't not yes. believe it, no matter what your feelings are. You can't. You can't. Yeah, I agree with you one hundred percent. I think um, we're just basically if if you don't, we're, you think we're full of ourselves. I don't care if you look at it from a religious standpoint or a uh, a scientific standpoint. There's got to be some life out there, and a lot of the, the life has to be more advanced than we are. And I'm not talking like a hundred years advanced. I'm talking thousands of years advanced, you know? Absolutely. Are you a religious Absolutely. man? Are you a religious man? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, um, I, I believe in God and that kind of stuff, uh, but, like, there's been, I don't know, especially around here, people are are – 
too steep in religion, you know. It's like um, because it's like I have a, a kind of a questioning um, uh, uh, questioning idea about myself, you know, or or I ask questions, why, why, why. I just have a lot of trouble accepting things as that's it, no problem. It's black and white, you know. And there's a lot, as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of gray area in life, and that's why I can't go for um, for us. Uh, Dies religion, um, like you know, like but but am I spiritual? Yes, but the thing of it is, um, it's like um, I like some of the Christianity. I like a little bit of Buddhism. Um, I like the uh, the some of the theories from from um, American Indians. Uh, so it's like you know, so I can't say no. I don't. I'm not religious, but I can't say is, that I am. Is, <laughs> I'm just. Is there a correlation between is religion and the, the alien paradox? The like alien paradox. I know there are ancient drawings of mysterious things in the sky. There are there are things carved in caves of almost higher beings. But is there a correlation between one and the other? Well, I tell you what. Um, Personally, I don't think there is because, um, like I, I, I touched on a moment ago, it, it's with religion, it's like it's black or white, and I just can't see this. Is, this is where I get in trouble with religion because I can't believe in the creation story, I can't believe that we are the only beings in the universe. Um, but I, I do believe that, uh, you, you know, if it, it, something is more like, um, um, like with, with Indians, um, they, you know, they, they, they respect a, a lot of weird stuff. Um, and they talk a lot about star beings and whatnot. And you got to say, are those guys coming from the universe? I mean, you know the thing of one thing that uh, I heard just the other day that uh, kind of stuck in my mind, and now I'm drawing on. It's like, what if we're not the original inhabitants of the world? What if if we had a population millions of years, you know, thousands if not millions of years ago, and they all died off, and now the Earth has been repopulated with what we call humans. Maybe is that why they find uh, these weird skeletons and all that kind of stuff? Who knows, you know? And I, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, research that a little bit and see a few more television programs, a little bit more on the web. And 10 years from now, maybe we'll have a different perspective on it. The, yeah, there's there's consistencies and yeah, there's, there's, there's stories of Adam and Eve being the two last beings from a previous civilization. We've seen that in pop culture and media a hundred thousand times. There's different versions of it, obviously, but I, I think there's too much there. But it also comes down to your personal beliefs. When you come, when it comes down to religion, there's the main consistency between all religions is not only a higher power, but but a a uh, follow on to the ne uh, either the next life the or a, con a version of. Does that make sense? Version of. That make sense? Absolutely, yes. Uh, now, uh, you know, one thing that, that I always had a problem with, we're talking about religion, it's like my dad was pretty religious. And uh, it's like I subscribed to the theory about uh, that's a, there's a television program here in the States called Ancient Aliens. 
uh, that I watch a lot, and I've described to that theory. It's like um, I started back in the uh, the late '60s uh, reading books by um, Eric von Daniken, uh, *Chariot of the Gods*, that kind of stuff, you know. And that kind of, you know, really got me going to the, the weird side a little bit. It's like all these. Uh, Ancient uh, beliefs, ancient gods, where, where, where's it all come from? Um, and my dad was really against that kind of stuff because he was more just creationist, whereas I would take a little bit more, I wouldn't call it scientific view, just a different view. Um, and he said, yeah, boy, you're going to hell. I said, I'm sorry, Dad, but that's what I think. <laughs> That's that's crazy. That's, There's that's crazy. Yeah, that's, I just don't. Yeah, I just. I don't, don't know. I, I feel like I don't know. I, I feel we're like so far removed. We're that so far it's removed. It's hard for us to for for me personally to understand being from where I am. But where being am. being on the outside, being, I end up with so outside, many questions. I end up with so many. You know, questions. like that's. I you just know, think like that's, that's crazy. What I about Area Fifty One? Do you not subscribe? But do you not subscribe? Do you have an under or a thought about that? Yeah, as a matter, of course I do. <laughs> okay, Area Fifty One. Okay, um, it's a real. It was a real, definitely a real place, a, a real base, and all that kind of stuff. And it since I think it was. Um, oh gosh. When did the Air Force finally admit it was real? Was it in the 90s, I think? Or maybe in the early 2000s, I forget. But now, um, I think they've developed an Area 52, which is super secret. And this is kind of way out there now. We may be, we may be on the verge of conspiracy theories here, but I, I, and I usually don't like conspiracy theories, but I go with this one. That they've started Area 52 in another uh, location, and what they used to do, if you believe that they did alien uh, uh, autopsies and uh, try reverse engineering, flying saucers, that kind of stuff. Anyway, what they did at Area 51, they now do at Area 52. And the, you know, the, the 51, 52, I mean, I'm sitting here right now shaking my head saying, man, this sounds really crazy. But so, but, but maybe the, the, the Area 52 has a, a more, uh, you know, technical name or something, but Area 52 is an easy thing to say. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely believe in, yeah. in, in, in that. Uh, um, now, there's a guy that allegedly worked there. Um, and his name is Bob was, yeah. And he got, yeah. uh, infamous, uh, oh, I guess it was back in maybe the nineties or something like that. Uh, you know, uh, saying that he worked there and there are four aliens, uh, see, uh, one of the grays or reptilian. And I forget what a couple others are, but anyway, and they, they worked on reverse engine. Right. I'm rolling. You can also. Find us on Patreon uh, under the Authorized Podcast. Any support is appreciated. Thank you so much, and enjoy. James. Yes, I'm back, man. Hey. <laughs> right. Thirty seconds. Okay. Right. We've got. To, I've got to make some notes so I know where there's been a few issues. We're working. We're working for it. Okay. We're all good. How are you doing? 
I'm doing okay. I'm glad I can have something to drink here. I'm, I'm just all, all dry <laughs> mouth now. What you got? Anything good? Nah, it's just Kool-Aid. Oh, see, we don't get that over here. That's not something that we... You should have to try Kool-Aid. Oh, man. It's like, yeah, it's just like a little powder, and you mix it with water and sugar. Yeah, I've... um. Is it got loads of sugar in it, in itself? Some of it does. It depends on what you buy. Um, now, the, the one I have right now is, is probably one I had to put the sugar in. I like that kind of a little bit better because um, you can determine how sweet it is. I think if you put – it call for a cup. I think if you put a whole cup of sugar in it, it's too darn sweet. So I go for maybe like um, a quarter, I mean, a, like three quarters of a cup or something like that. We, um, my friend. Uh, and uh, mom, three quarters of a Three quarters of a cup of sugar. That's, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. crazy. How long do you sleep? <laughs> I, um, I do have a sleep problem. I only sleep about five or six hours a night. Um, but now I'm going to say like three quarters of a cup of sugar. I'm talking like that makes like a, a half a gallon, just a little bit less than half a liter of Kool-Aid. So that makes sense. If, <laughs> uh, if, I, if I just made like, uh, you know, a cup at a time, I don't know what it would be. Jesus. We, yeah, yeah we, we don't, don't get that over here, but then we've got a sugar tax. So I think that probably might be why. Maybe we, that's it. Yeah. Okay. We, that, it's it's like uh it's like uh the British version of TV shows and American version. Like I'm crazy about Graham Norton, but his show isn't on over here. I suppose maybe if we had BBC America, I could watch it then. But that's on my my you know the, the next tier of, of my cable, and I just don't I don't, don't want to spring money for it. But I like to talk. There's shows. a few things we, we don't, don't get, get CW, CW, like uh, but Graham like... Norton. Graham Norton's fantastic. Graham Norton, oh, and and uh, oh, oh, I, my, my, my three favorite Brits: uh, Graham Norton, Benny Hill, and the Beatles. Do you do you watch a lot of James Corden? I don't watch him too much because he's on on American television. He is opposite the other tele, uh, talk show that I like. And the guy's name is Seth Myers. I don't know yeah, if you know Seth him or Myers. not. Seth Myers is hilarious. Okay, yeah. Seth is just a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, cheeky. And I, I, I kind of like that a little bit. You know, I kind of, kind of relate to him a little bit. We, I'm a bit, I'm a bit jealous of you guys. So the sugar that, tax. We've got a guy over here called um, <laughs> uh, the chef, the one that no one, Jamie Oliver. And he's essentially spent his last 10, 15 years just ruining food for us. Yeah, it's ruining lives. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that you've got that, like Kool-Aid's one of the, the things. I've tried it once in my life through luck for a friend of a friend of a friend who brought it back. Oh, man. Now, now uh, do you know what wrist cups no. are? Okay, it's it's a, uh, it's a it's basically a peanut butter covered in chocolate they're really really good but i, I was watching a talk show uh, a while back and uh gal gadot was on there and she never had reese cups either so it was the first time she got to have reese cups she loved them <laughs> there's a great there's, there's a, a great, great thing on youtube, YouTube of um americans, americans versus, versus britons trying each other's 
sweets and stuff like that. And I'm not a big sweet person, but yeah, I feel like if I was over in America, I probably would be because it looks like you guys get all the good stuff. What's the American one we tried recently? Twinkies. Twinkies. Like Twinkies. I tried. Oh, Twinkies. Yeah, yeah. they are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Twinkies are weird, man. It's a good thing you guys don't have them in Britain because they can't be good for you. It's like they're super sweet and uh, it's like uh, lots of cholesterol. I mean, I don't, but I try not to eat those things, believe, believe it or not. And then the other thing about American food, man, it's like uh, they fry so much stuff over here. It's, you know, you, you said Twinkies, believe it or not. You can even buy like you can't buy them in a store. You got to buy them like at a a fair or something. But like fried Twinkies, um, <laughs> I, I used to I, I used to know this one girl who was crazy about fried green beans. I tried them one time and I nearly gagged. Oh, oh um, uh, tempura, tempura battered vegetables. That's, that's what, what we call, call it. it, and it's oh, very rare. Okay. And, and but, but uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I've tried fried. fried it's for us. It's like, like courgette and aubergine. Fried. Did you say pickles? pickles? Yeah, fried pickles. Yes. See, see now, now what, what you can't you see is my, my partner's, partner's next, next to me, and she's, she's obsessed, obsessed with pickles. pickles. <laughs> so <laughs> the, the idea, idea of deep fried pickles. Yeah, as soon as you yeah, but it sounds dangerous at the same time. Delicious. That's that's, that's that's a real issue. issue. See, we're going, going to America. Yeah, yeah, we're we're big we're big foodies. We between us, we've got probably 15, 20 years in kitchen experience. So food is is a minor obsession, and unfortunately, like because of that, it's got to be healthy food because like it's got off Yeah, it gets dangerous. I know, I know where you're coming from. Yeah, I took a class um in during COVID not more than six months ago. And it's all about trying to eat healthy and things like that. Uh, you, you know, try to get rid of the sugars, the starches, more vegetables. And so it was really good. And it was great for a guy like me that's not married or anything. It's like, a, it was a, a, like a, a things you can't, can't screw them up when you cook them, you know. It's like a grilled vegetables, uh Oh, I, I make I make those a lot. Um, you know, go to the store, you know, pick up a uh, a zucchini and uh, you know some other kind of squash and start throwing some stuff in there. You know, uh, maybe raisins. Susan. Next time I may use blueberries, strawberries. Who knows? And just th th throw some tomatoes in there and some tomato sauce on top of it and. Throw in the oven for like uh you know about about uh, twenty or thirty minutes. Comes out really grilled. Good. So zucchinis over here we call them courgettes. Grilled, yeah, grilled oh, courgette, really? yeah. grilled zucchinis. Is I haven't had it in ages, and as I'm saying it, I'm like they were so good. Would you try it? Yeah, it surprised me. I really like them, but oh, um, this is a thing that I find interesting. So the thing that got me into, uh, got me to write my book. Is, is originally, originally I, wrote I wrote a cookbook, cookbook designed, designed for this. It, it sounds like it designed, designed for big dads, dads at Christmas, so it's like so easy to cook, healthy, healthy delicious food. food. And, and we we pitched, we pitched it to, to a, a, a number of authors, of authors and, it and it went nowhere. nowhere. And, we, and we, I was already, I was already writing, writing stories, and I ended up doing a The Recluse, which is on Amazon and Kindle. I'm just gonna plug that right there. And but it was fantastic to be able to do this as an idea. 
and I think that's things like yeah. that are so, so they're so simple, so simple. You, just you just mix it in a bit of oil a little, little bit of seasoning throw it on the grill cook it up. amazing yeah that well that's another thing that i picked up from that class it's like you know i've almost totally eliminated using salt um i've started using stuff like uh rosemary uh basil leaves Oh, gosh. I don't know what else now. I mean, now I know why people have spice racks. You know, because uh, in the past, uh, to me, a spice rack has always been decoration in the kitchen. You know, it's like, you know, you got this wooden rack there with maybe like a dozen spices on them, but they never get used. And you got to remember to, to uh, dust them off now yeah, and then, yeah. you know? That, that. But now I use you, them. You, you have you to. Have when to. you when know, you know not even when you know how. how. When you've, when got, you've them, got them and you and mix you the mix right the combination, right even if you just want to experiment, experiment, there are, there are things, things that you can yes, create, create in the kitchen, the kitchen that, that are just... just be so Bex, so Bex does, does this amazing thing, this, thing, this flatbread, flatbread, essentially, that has become, become essentially a part of our diets. Like once a week, once every two weeks, it's just certain things that you can, you do, can do that makes that such, makes a, such difference. a difference yeah, yeah like easy like, like so like, i was so a I was, uh, I was a wedding chef wedding for the longest the time. time for me, for me easy, easy cooking, cooking is the best way to go, way to go. So, so i, I, don't, I don't like to overcomplicate like over things, things. If, I if i could do something simple but, but retain the same flavor that's that's how i like to cook right but like but like right but spice rack oh yeah go ahead See, see, what a lot of people don't realize, you know, but from eating this easy to make food, how healthy it can be, because too many people want to go to the store and buy something in a little plastic tray ready to go, but it's full of sodium. That stuff yeah. will kill oh, you. Yeah, no, oh, no, big time. The, the, the thing that the you thing learn that pretty you quickly learn. is yeah, exactly, just by looking man. at the... Well, like, I don't, like I you, don't... Like... Oh, go on. Oh, go on. I was going to say, it's, it's like... Uh, I, I, I kind of know what you're going to say, I think. Actually, I look at those labels, you know, nutrition labels. And I look like, you know, how much sodium does it have? Okay, because I usually have high blood pressure anyway. And so, like, I had to cut down on my, my salt intake. And I said, hey, you know, it's like, so, but like all this prepared food is really high in sodium. And that's why it doesn't, you know, rot up, you know? I mean, it, what's, that's why it lasts for like six months or something, you know? Ooh, it's awful. That's literally that's it. Literally that's, it. Um, yeah, 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 100%. Yeah, 100%. And the same goes exactly. for your herb rack, your spice rack. Spice so you, can rack. Get, you can get, I've learned this I've with learned curries, curries especially. So we went to one on holiday that's now no that's longer now around, no longer around, around. Mate, rest mm -hmm. in peace. It's amazing, amazing curry house. And everything, every herb they used was fresh. And and oh, and it, it showed with their cooking, like stuck with me, yeah. yeah. And it haunts me that we went to this place and now it's not there anymore. But this is what I was going to go back to your to going back to Area Fifty Two. Is there any like is there any solid proof that this place exists? If there is, I haven't found it. I've heard rumors. I've seen. You know, a few programs about it, but um, I don't know. The thing of it is, see, the, the reason I say I don't know is like I'm not 100% positive because I don't, they may, the only way it can exist 
is to be clouded in secrecy because it's like I've seen where they go to Area 51 and they've got the uh, the ground detectors to, you know, to detect the, uh, the vibration, the land, uh, you know, the armed guards, whatnot like that. And I, I've seen stuff like that on television, but I've seen nothing to that effect with this alleged area 52 it makes we were talking about this just uh on the between the breaks where we cut out it makes more it makes more sense to have area 51 the popular you know the the attraction the less raid area 51 sort of place and have your your secret area 52 where you can work in peace yeah that it makes it makes you know Yes, that's what I deep down. That's what I think. But I didn't want to say that because you're going to say, oh, man, this guy's really a conspiracy nut. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I agree with you 100 percent. No, we 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 would never we would never never say no. It's 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 it's, when you find something that 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 you have so many questions about about that. It, 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 and that, mm-hmm. To me, that never appears that nutty. Never appears nutty. You, you found something you found that, especially something your story, seeing, story, something, something, seeing as kid, something as a kid, and you have all these, and questions, all these questions, and you delve and deeper, and, deeper, and then you have your own experiences. It's like causality. You know, like, that's... Yeah. Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. If I hadn't... If I hadn't had those experiences as a kid, I mean, I don't think I'd be as out there as I am now because I could see myself going in one direction, whereas just about everybody else I knew went in the other direction, accepting the the norms, you know, that you always hear. And I was going in a direction where it was... I even remember doing this as a kid. I would say, why? And then I'd be sitting in class and they're, they're going on. Um, they'll say about the, okay, this is one, one thing that actually happened to me. Uh, we were, I don't know if I was in, you know, grade school or, or college. I just know it happened, but uh, we're, we're talking about the, the pyramids and they're talking about the inclined plane, uh, you know, pushing those big, you know, 20 ton boulders up an inclined plane and like i'm there i said i can't believe any of this and they're saying why not i said it can't work with an inclined plane yeah because you've got these things that weigh tons do you know how many people would take how tall is is the uh, the pyramid uh you know and you know i just we just basically i got i got into a really big argument with a teacher And uh, it got to the point where he, she, whatever, is uh, teaching the rest of the class and not teaching me. <laughs> and but I like like that was the the vibe she was given off because it's like uh, she wouldn't uh, you know I, I sat in the front uh, but like you know on, on the corner as a matter of fact and she always started to to a he she whatever I, I can't remember the teacher. Um, but they were like addressing the other section of the class. They, she almost had her her head turned away from me, you know. I just would not even acknowledge my presence that day, you know. But I don't know, man. So, so, but here, give me a good yeah. Good we, help. Just, yeah we just, we uh, just, uh, just looked uh, out for me. So, so one pyramid block. This is where it gets crazy. Is two point three metric tons. The weight. 
The weight. There you so, go. Okay. how many people does how it take to lift two it says down the bottom 2.3 metric tons or 2.5? That's where, yes, I'm exactly the same. So, you've got a. So, I. You wouldn't tell it to look from me, but I like. I'm a gym guy. Like, my other job is personal training, boxing coaching. So. For so, one, mm-hmm. for how many people for would it take to lift 2.3, 2.5 metric tons to get it, not just that, but at an elevation of, of how elevated is a pyramid? It's almost, it's almost, that is right. crazy. That is crazy. There's, no way. there's no way. Exactly. You, yeah, there's something yeah, there there's that something doesn't make sense. It, it, it just, it, it just it doesn't. Just unless, you've unless you've got 100,000 Eddie Hall size guys or Ronnie, you know, like, right, it's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> Bex is. Uh, Bex is. Uh, you know, if, if you, you take all the rugby players in the UK and put them together, they're still not going to nah, push that block. Not, nah. not, <laughs> you, you might, you might you budget. Might, you might budget. You're not getting that up an elevated surface. Yeah, maybe budget. I mean, think about like, even if you cut down a tree. How hard is it to budge that oh, tree? Big time. That, oh, that's what I started. Guy. Out, I started and a tree sure doesn't. I started. Oh, a, big. A tree oh, sure isn't that heavy. No, but no, it but is. I mean, that's is. I mean, that's, that's where you're looking where at. You're looking at. It's crazy. It's crazy. And they're like, and they're what like, are they? Right. What are they made out of? That's not cement, is it? No, I think I. I think they were granite. I think. Yeah. So that. Yeah. So that. Or really limestone. So you've got. And what? What? What, how long ago how long were ago pyramids made? So you've got, so you've got, yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. See, one thing leads to another, and and you you know it's like so uh, you know was it uh, uh, was there some way they could levitate the blocks or do they have some kind of uh, like kind of like a uh, 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 not not a helicopter but a, a flying saucer that was like a helicopter that would go down with a grappling hook and pick up a block and move it. I mean, how how yeah, do Yeah, there's got to be some form of pulley system, but I think Bex is about to hear us for something. Go on. Yeah, so I was just googling how many people it would take to lift that. Yeah, go on. And one of the main things that came up was how did the Egyptians lift ninety tons stone, five hundred feet to build a pyramid? And I mean, obviously, it's going to be conspiracy theories and whatnot. Everything that really comes up is that Egyptians didn't build them on their own. They must have had received help from greater, higher civilizations. So greater intelligence, whether it be creatures or whatnot. Yeah, everyone is basically in the same agreement. Humans could not have done that. Yeah, the thing is, this is where this, yeah, this is where it leaves me with questions. Is there's no, there's no, like not a crane. There's no pulley system. There's no stories about what. They used. There's, they nothing. There's nothing. You just see pictures right. of people pulling these blocks. Pulling these blocks. Yeah. And right. back then, and they back were notoriously were not just smaller than us. Smaller than us. They were. They, they were. They, yeah, they were weaker. They, yeah, they that was, is a real was, good point. I forgot about that. Yes, they were smaller than us too. Mm. Mm. Even if you go back a hundred years, you look at the Titanic when they rebuilt when they rebuilt scenes for the film. They had to. They, they had, had to, to make the set smaller because people back then people back were smaller. Then. Right. Were smaller. Yeah, like notoriously, yeah, they, like were notoriously they were noticeably shorter. They shorter. were my height. Were my height. As opposed to as opposed to the average height. So, the average height. so you have you have it it opens so it many questions. Open so many questions. No, no, you're right. No, 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 no sorry. No, right. no, yeah, no, so sorry. it opens so many yeah, questions. So That's... Many questions. Well, yeah, it's, it's like see, like um I started out writing westerns. 
And I don't like just to, you know, write a lot of BS in any of my stories, even though they're, they're pretty far-fetched sometimes. But uh, one thing I found out, like a, a lot of the guys you read about in the Old West weren't that tall, like 5'5", five, 5'6", five, 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 um, people were a lot smaller back then, and they didn't live nearly as long well, either. No, I mean they well, they no, weren't I mean, going they, to. They I mean, look, look at the lives they lived. Everything the back then. Everything back then. Exactly. Like you know, forty years old, and that was it, man. You, everything you back off. then everything killed you. Back. Everything. everything. If you went out into the wilderness, it was going to be wolves or the environment, or the, the environment, terrain, like smoking, it's smoking tobacco, things they would inhale. And everybody smoked back then. Yeah, because it was seen as yeah, healthier healthy point. Like, it sounds like, like a joke, but there's a great like film a called great uh, film I'm uh, Gonna Be the Only One That I'm Says This Is Great. Is, is, um, great is, um, uh, Million Ways uh, to Die in the West. Million Ways to Die in the West. And, and yeah, okay, yeah. Well, you, you, I like it too. I thought, I thought it was yeah. funny as that. And literally yeah. everything and literally back then was designed to kill you. Everything. Everything. See, that's the kind of Western I like, though. The idea of a re what they call in the United States a revisionist Western. It's mm -hmm. like, uh, it's like, you know, you, they take a, they a Western and they give it a, like, a little twist. And um, see, an another one I liked uh, was from uh, back around 1970. I really liked, and this this one was pretty good, though. Um, I, I really liked Little Big Man. Uh because it's just an irreverent look at the West. Yeah, I got to have a look yeah, at that. I got to have a look and, at that. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, oh man, I've seen that movie. Oh wow, I don't know. You know, five, six times, something like that. Yeah, the thing of it is, I've seen a few movies a lot like that, but I can't watch them. You know, some people like them like every every other week or something. I got to give them like a little time. You know, I want to change a little bit and look at it from a new perspective. Absolutely. Because and otherwise, you, I get kind of bored you, watching the same story all the time. See, I'm I'm See, like that I'm, with films, like that but, with music, films but music. Unfortunately, I'm the worst person in the world. Mm -hmm. Violet's like a song. I can like listen to it every day. I can listen to it every that, day. It's a real issue. That, it's a real issue. Oh yeah, I can do that. The song, heck yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm I still listen to stuff from. Uh, I'm I'm not like one of these sixty buffs or anything, but like I still listen to songs from the sixties because they were just so darn good. You know, uh, Dusty Springfield, the Easy Beats. Uh, Tim McGraw. I, you know, I, I gotta get my the, fix that day. <laughs> yeah, for me, yeah. for me, it's for Tim me, McGraw, me, it's the Tim greatest McGraw, country and western singer of all time. I'm just gonna say it. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. I'm, He's, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I have no yeah, regrets about that. I'll say it every day. Listen to him every day. Listen to him every day. So there's just, there's just nothing. Just, I will say one thing though. If you like westerns, there's a TV series. It was a limited series, six to eight episodes called Godless. Called Godless. Oh God! Yes, I watched that man. That was absolutely so good. fantastic. Absolutely now, fantastic. Can now, can you please tell me, tell Becca, tell me, tell Becca how good it is, so she understands, so she will watch it with me. It's so good. It's so good. It is real good. It's um, it's it's a and I if you like something like with kick-ass women, that's the one to watch, man. It's kind of like a. A, a turn of the old time westerns because there's not a lot of men around town, so women have to kind of fend for themselves. And the bad guys come in and they 
Bell, the bad guys, but it's not a stupid movie. And, you sit, and it's not like you sit back and say, oh, my God. I mean, it's a really good, well-done flick. And also, I don't, you know, it's it's – I don't know how historically accurate it is, but it's fairly accurate because I kind of pick up on stuff like that, mainly the mistakes, because one time I was watching a Western and um, it was a, a guy escaping out of the house or something. I don't know, but it was really a bummer because they had uh, wood grain aluminum siding. And I really didn't notice that until, you know, how like when you put a, one part of aluminum over another part, you know, I'd see that little like eighth of an inch thing right there. I said, wait a minute, man. It's like this is kind of ruined it for the rest of the movie. Just handle that. I, I absolutely love that. Though, I, but, I I love a, that though, but I have a, a friend who will watch, a, who will watch a film watch, and he will, will notice something. There's there's a scene. It's a there's, really there's it's a, a scene, it's a good really, bad a, film good, bad where film. someone smashes a window and then opens the door from the outside. Like where he notices things like that. I think it's brilliant. Like when you see little goofs in films. To me, I think it's yeah brilliant. There's a great one called The Room, which is just terrible. It's it's a bad film it's, it's a bad film i know what yes I, I did watch that yes you're right it's it's a terrible film <laughs> it's entertaining if you're with the right yeah if you're the right people super entertaining okay james we gotta wrap okay, it up james, so please tell everyone where they can find you where they can find your book where they can find your book well i was pretty on the ball and i wrote it down this time because i always forget Okay, first of all, easy Twitter or Facebook. Okay, but you can get my book at Amazon. Um, all you got to do is, uh, you know, Google my name, James L. Rickard. It's J A M E S space L period. I use James L. Rickard. My last name is spelled R I C K A R D. And I threw the L in there because already a James Rickard on there on Amazon. And I said, uh, you know, this may eliminate a little bit of confusion, but anyway, like I said, I'm on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, I'm kind of on Instagram, but I'm not really active. I've only got like three followers on Instagram. So that I think that's basically no, not active at all. Okay. I've, I also do Pinterest, um, uh, a website I just discovered the other day called QWERTY, Q-W-E-R-T-Y. I like that. On a blogger and Goodreads, also. So I'm around, and then also um, it, in my books, I'm I've, I've got a link for everything like that. Um, or also, you can email me jamesrickardwrites at gmail.com. That's easy to remember. Um, but you can get me in all those places. Oh, and I also started a uh, YouTube channel about a month ago. So I've got a, a few little uh, uh, snippets on YouTube now. A few other um, interviews, um, some uh, and some uh, some uh, short uh, whiteboards that I make for my uh, to uh, promote my books. Those are what's your YouTube also. code? What's your YouTube code? Um. You know what? I, I really don't know yet because it's so new. Um, I just have a bookmark uh, to, to my videos that I can go to YouTube then. Uh, but like uh, like if I've done it enough that if you uh, Google my name, I do come up. Okay, now. fantastic. What 
Okay, fantastic. So then, what I'm going to do what I'm is gonna if do, you send me all your links, I'm going to put every single one of them in the description below so everyone that is listening can jump straight below and follow you on all the social medias and your YouTube. All right? Oh my gosh, it sounds like Fantastic. a deal to me. Okay. Well, thank That's you so much. And you thank can you find so us as well. You, you can, can find me on Twitter, VictorSmith197. And I'm also on Facebook at Authorized Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And James, I really hope to get you on back on soon, all right? Back on soon, all right? Yes. Okay. Hey, it's been a real pleasure talking to you. And have a good day. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you too. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye bye.